Hey, welcome to the Slowest Buffalo in the Herd podcast. This is John Thompson. I want to thank you for tuning in. This should be episode three, and I wanted to actually get this uploaded before the weekend because I wanted to give you my NFL predictions on how the Buffalo Bills were going to you know, completely dominate the Kansas City Chiefs, and obviously I would have been wrong about that, and uh, I also would have said that the Packers were going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Again, this is not a sports gambling podcast, so please do not take my advice when it comes to matters of that nature. But for the listeners that aren't interested in sports and are tired of hearing me talk about the NFL, good for y'all. Season's not going to be starting up for about eight more months and we are not going to be deep diving into uh, those topics much in the future episodes until the season starts back uh, with the caveat that you know there's probably going to be a lot of uh, quarterback trade movements happening and then the draft but once again I'm, I'm going to keep it pretty uh, pretty standard and especially these monologue episodes where I'm just going to try to keep the, the content rolling and make sure that I am uh, uploading these into a timely manner. Um, one thing that I've been personally going through besides my work schedule and teaching jujitsu are these uh, uh, migraines that I've been experiencing. And uh, I've gotten headaches before, which, you know, isn't a problem. I think most everyone you know, gets them. But these have come in clusters and have been uh, pretty persistent and consistent. So, I've uh, um, the last few days though have been better, and I feel, you know, confident about recording this and going over some of the emails that I received. And one particular email that I did get, because the other ones were uh, more on video, and I'm going to throw those over to uh, the narration portions of. Uh, my content and into the YouTube channel, but um, it was a good one. It was like, uh, what is the craziest thing you know you experienced as a gym owner? And so, uh, even if you know you're a listener and you're not into jujitsu or martial arts, you're going to uh, maybe find this interesting. Some of the some of the things that you know, you experience uh, as an owner. I'll even give you some of the um, mistakes that I made. Um, and what kind of led up to some of these crazy things. But, uh, you know, um, I had a facility uh, not long ago, and it was about 7,000 square feet, and it housed, uh, you know, instructors from, you know, different arts of mar- uh, martial arts. And one thing that um, I kind of allowed that was not a good idea in hindsight at all. And so if you are a... Uh, owner of any type of facility, um, this this is something that you might be able to take into, you know, account and kind of keep in your back pocket. But I actually allow people to come in and watch, and what I mean by that, like they weren't like trial members, they weren't people there to um, sign up, they were just there as quote unquote groupies, and they weren't my groupies. I'm I'm a jujitsu coach. That's what I teach. I don't teach. Uh, other, you know, martial arts other than, you know, a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of catch wrestling. Um, I don't, uh, you know, actively try to teach kickboxing, boxing, or Muay Thai, or any of those, you know, arts. And 
one of the things that I've noticed over the years is that the art of uh, boxing, which I've been a fan of my whole life, and uh, I really do love, um, when you go into a facility that is focused on boxing or you're in a, uh, you know, you're walking into a room and there's there's a lot of boxing going on, uh, there's teaching going on, there's mitt work, but when you look around, there's only about, let's say there's 30 people in the room, 10 to 15 of them are actively involved in the training. And when I say actively involved in the training, meaning they have like some sort of equipment in their hands, meaning gloves, pads, they're holding a bag, uh, et cetera, et cetera. The other 15 are probably on their phone. They're probably taking videos. They're laughing, laughing, they're joking. They're basically groupies. And, and these are like, when I say groupies, I'm not talking about women. These are grown men who are groupies like that are like just watching people shadow box and it's kind of weird because you'll actually as a you know owner of the the gym you're like um yeah you expect you would expect the coach to do something or say something about it but then I'm you know I'm like well maybe you know these people are you know on some sort of you know like visual trial basis or maybe they're trying you know that they're working towards you know becoming members i don't know what you know how how that culture works you know because i haven't like been deep into it from the the trainer trainers aspect of it but uh it just seemed to be really uh unlike jujitsu whereas like in when it comes to jujitsu uh you know the people on the mats the people in the gym at the time are training jujitsu. That's all they're doing. Like there's no groupies. There's no, there's, there's especially no grown men groupies, you know, walking, like walking around on their phones, like, you know, filming us and, you know, kind of like laughing and cutting up and, you know, like listening to music and all the, these types of things that kind of would be distracting to uh, a group learning environment. You know, these are like, you know, it's very individual based. I understand that those are individual based sports, but jujitsu, on the other hand, is a very uh, team based sports and a team based sport, rather. And so, sorry, I had to get a sweet coffee there. But um, with that being said, like, it was, wasn't uncommon for me to just not recognize a lot of the people that were uh, going in and out of my building and so what I tried to do is I tried to make sure that the people that I did recognize the people that I knew were members of our team uh didn't matter what side of the coin they were on whether they were doing uh trying to be MMA fighters whether they were doing jiu-jitsu whether they were doing boxing or kickboxing that you know that back area where the dressing room and the bathroom was 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 off limits to everyone but them that that was their area you know they needed you know they need their safe space they need their place where they can put their their um items and not worry about you know other people messing with it and so um i you know would show up random times with my work schedule at the plant and the shift work that i work um there could be uh from week to week you could not time when i was going to be showing up to the gym. I would get off work at 7 a.m. 
And I would shoot right up to the gym and be there for two, three hours sometimes. And I may be working out by myself. I may have a, a private lesson client. I might be um, cleaning. I could do. I could be doing any a number of things. Also, being in a military town, there were a ton of my students that uh, also had different hours that they worked. So they might not be able to come to a traditional class. And I would not charge them like a private lesson uh, fee if we could get like uh, more than five people to actually show up to train because I would then be needing to get my training in too. And I would go over like a few things with them like maybe somebody was belt testing maybe somebody was going over like uh or having like a competition coming up like i wouldn't charge them like a private lesson fee to you know help them out uh you know as far as like technical you know um advice and so uh, i remember i showed up one day and it was actually a private lesson and it was an early private lesson. I want to say it was like 7.30 in the morning or 7.45 in the morning on a uh, Thursday. And, the, you know, those aren't, you know, uh, normal hours. But, you know, like the, the woman who needed the, the lesson, you know, that was her available time. And, you know, of course, I'm, you know, I'm charging her for, you know, my time. And so I show up and I'm, I, I'm looking in the back and I thought I see somebody like, like, it's such a big building and I see somebody uh walking around and it comes out and it's one of like a student that I hadn't seen that was on the kickboxing side and this is somebody I hadn't seen in months like I actually you know did teach him a little jujitsu and I knew the guy and he was nice you know nice enough and I'm like wondering what the hell he's doing there and why the hell he's wearing pajamas and he sees me and he's just as surprised to see me as I am to see him. But at the same time, like I'm, I've already started my lesson and I'm seeing this out of the corner of my eye and it's kind of dark in that back room. If you don't have the overhead lights on, which we didn't turn on all the time. Like if it was just a small group class, we wouldn't turn that back overhead light that kind of illuminated the entire back area. And so then the bathroom and the dressing room would be the only illuminated areas in the back there. And so I'm like wondering what the fuck is going on? Like who else is here? And I unlocked the place. Like the, it, like it wasn't locked when I showed up. Uh, or I'm sorry, it wasn't unlocked when I showed up. Like, And many people did have the keys. We had like a, a list of people who had keys to the facility and we, you know, we called them the key club and when somebody would cancel a membership and if they were part of the key club or a trusted member or something like we would you know politely ask for the keys back and you know the keys had little tags on them that you know like they were imprinted on it that said like do not duplicate which is you know supposed to be I guess amongst locksmiths a uh, kind of an honor system thing but anyways um uh, you know, the guy kind of sees me and we kind of like lock eyes. And of course I've got this new client that I'm trying to not only, you know, teach a, uh, legitimate private lesson to, but I'm also trying to, you know, like get them to sign up as a member of the gym so they can become part of the team and other people can, can train. Uh, and 
So I'm sitting there looking in the back. There, he's looking at me. He walks right past me, right past the mats, and I'm like, like, and as he's turning his back to me, it was a pretty big mat area. It was about two thousand square foot of mat space that I had over there on that side of the gym that I was on, and I was all the way on the other side. Like I said, it's like a seven thousand square foot building, and I mean, I am in the middle of explaining explaining something whenever I did lock eyes with him and he walks by me and just walks out the door and I'm like uh all right that was weird because he had pajama pants on okay and a few seconds later I am like just kind of trying to process what the fuck just happened like did did that guy just come from the back area of my gym wearing pajamas and walk out the door and he didn't look as healthy as he did in the previous you know months that I had seen him before you know because I did know this guy um you know I had conversations with him tried to teach him a little bit of jujitsu and you know but he was mostly focused on learning kickboxing and boxing so I'm uh I'm trying to focus on the client that is paying me for this private lesson now and just kind of putting this in the back of my mind. It's like, all right, look, I got to handle that, you know, later. I, I can't, I can't worry about this right now. But as I'm sitting there focusing my energy back into my student, um, I see another person come out from the back. And this person, when I say, you can tell just woke up. Like I have uh, four daughters. Every morning... I get up before them and I make my coffee and I get in the living room and it's like, uh, it's like clockwork. One comes down the hallway, comes in the living room and their hair is pushed up against their face and they're wearing their PJs and they're sleeping their eye and you know, their face is all puffy and mashed up and you, you, everyone knows how women look whenever they wake up in the morning with, you know, especially when they have a lot of hair, like everywhere. And it's like, like, you know, it's, it's a known thing. We all know it. You know, we don't say anything to them, but I mean, everyone knows how their hair looks and how, how they look. You can tell when a woman just wakes up, you probably tell when a man just wakes up too. But I mean, like, let's be honest here. So I see this woman come from the back she's wearing pj bottoms a hoodie and big fluffy socks too granted we didn't have climate control in this gym we didn't run a heaters and um like ac units and it was probably you know 40 something degrees outside the night previously so or the night prior so she comes up wrapped up her hair is matted pushed up against her face and like you know she had like different uh, like i kind of i can't it happened so fast i kind of remember her having uh either braids on one side or whatever but she had her hair kind of up in like this weird or not weird but just like a, in a way that that was unique to her but it was like kind of a side ponytail braid thing and like it was mat and then the loose hair was mashed up against her face and she was walking she walked right by the bats right by the boxing ring and like just kind of like put her head down and just walked out and i'm like sitting here 
with this new client whom I have taught, I, I think I had taught like one or two lessons previously to, and we were talking pretty uh, uh, regularly about her joining the team, and it's like, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, are, are people sleeping up in my office? Because I did have a couch up there in the office. And so, so it's hard enough to run a small business and it's, you know, just as hard to find good quality clientele and then it's even harder to keep them. So, you know, one disadvantage that I obviously had that day was I had homeless looking people, you know, coming out of the back of my gym like a goddamn clown car and... You know, from there, I obviously took a lot more ownership and a lot more control over the key club. I did fully change the locks and um, no longer saw evidence that there were homeless people uh, living in my academy. So um, I also never saw that person again. Um, I I may have saw him in town or something like that, but... uh, yeah, as far as hanging around the gym, uh, you know, the, the dynamic of the gym changed and, you know, we, we moved away from the uh, MMA and, you know, the boxing and, and Muay Thai programs ended and we uh, started focusing more on pure jiu-jitsu again, which is what, you know, I was uh, happy with and what I definitely needed to focus on uh, from a an academy, you know, small business owner perspective. But, uh, you know, I did get that, that email. I think it was from, uh, Dorothy. And, uh, anyways, uh, that was the first, uh, thing that popped in my head. I've, I've obviously seen some pretty crazy things over the years and they've all been really interesting, but, uh, you know, I'll probably share those, you know, over another podcast, I can go on and on for hours, you know, talking about things of this nature, just the, just the characters that come through the door, the people that, you know, my favorite ones are the, uh, ones that, uh, you know, talk about, you know, like they can't train or they're interested in training, but they're just afraid that, you know, they're just going to see, see tunnel vision and they're just, they just don't know what these hands can do kind of people. It was, it's, they're kind of hilarious. And uh, we all know people like that. Um, you know, the the funny thing about it is, is that uh, um, those people really don't ever grow out of it unless they, you know, kind of get humbled in some way. Because uh, I've met people in their fifties and sixties that still speak like that, and it's kind of hilarious. But uh, all gym owners know that, and we we will actually uh, in just you know talking about it will actually start imitating that particular type of character and uh so that was a uh, first thing that popped into my head whenever i got that email and just kind of wanted to make sure that you know i conveyed it in as a polite as possible type of story because at the time i was uh i was a little shocked and you know if it, if I didn't have that new client there, I would have reacted completely differently. But like I said, I'm I'm sitting there trying to be professional the entire time, and obviously, uh, you know, 
it didn't uh it wasn't a you know scenario where acting professional uh may not have been justified i mean i could have i could have reacted in a different way and i didn't and i'm actually proud of myself that i'm that i didn't react the way that like you know instincts may have been telling me to but um you know besides that you know i I told you that's just kind of if you are opening a business like this uh if you're you know an aspiring academy owner um you know maybe that's uh, that's an aspect that you definitely need to make sure is that you don't have just random people hanging out at your gym uh to and watching and that was something that in, in my mind when we went from a smaller facility to this bigger one and the reason why we did that was uh you know the price point uh it was it was much closer to my home it was 3.2 miles away from my home this building was and it was you know uh three times bigger and we basically were like yeah you can't pass up an opportunity to to run a facility that big so you know i kind of foresaw a lot of different things that i could do with it and i actually wanted to create like some after school programs you know like have like a video game system and have a pool table and stuff to where you know some of the high school wrestlers could come <laughs> right after school and they had like and like the kids who were waiting to get on the kids uh like their age group kids classes could like have an area where they could do their homework play some video games you know shoot pool and watch uh you know you know, fights, watch jujitsu clips, watch videos or something on a TV while they're like hanging out. It was that big of a place, but it was an old, you know, building with no climate control. And it was kind of, uh, there were a lot of structural issues that, you know, we had to fix while we were there. Uh, ultimately I never got around to that. And my hesitation always was like, you know, that was my vision, but it was also, this was like a second job for me too. So, uh, uh, like I've said before, I'm kind of a, uh, a little bit of a perfectionist. And if I can't do it 100% the way I want to do it, then I usually don't do it. And so, um, you know, I never really got around to creating that atmosphere, but at the same time, what I did allow to happen was this like matriculation of, like basically people who were like scrubs and like like wannabes and nobody's uh trying to like you know hang around like the the people who were like busting their ass training and um that's something that I think within like the MMA community and boxing uh you know you just get some scumbag people like want to be managers of the people that are like in your gym training and they want to be like, you know, uh, have some sort of uh, like like say in the direction of like the training. It's kind of, it's just an odd dynamic that I, I have not, uh, I haven't experienced that in jujitsu. But I did when I when I owned this facility, and um, as time went on, I was glad that. Uh, you know, I was able to get away from it because, uh, and I'm actually, you know, happy with the, uh, with the way that, uh, uh Professor Miller over here at, at Miller Martial Arts is, uh, running his facility because it's, you know, 100% pro, you know, all the time. You know, there's not people just hanging out, 
you know, watching and there's not like a, a whole lot of, uh, there's not even an opportunity for those people to, uh, infiltrate the gym. You know, it's all business, you know, it's all pro 100% of the time. And, you know, that's the way to run an academy and everybody, you know, that, you know, if you have a vision of how you want to run your academy and you know, run your business the way you want to run it, obviously, you know, I had, uh, something in mind that I did not pursue in the vision that I had, but I also did never really have that vision until I had the space available. And uh, even with that, I was hesitant to do it because, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I kind of, you know, didn't want this, this chaotic, you know, thing where um, um, I didn't have control over it. But at the same time, I wanted a place where, you know, athletes wanted to come and they could train and you know they had a place to to hang out kind of like you know like a after like a after school program or like a community center but either way uh, uh you know these are just some of the, the stories that i have of you know being a small business owner slash gym owner so uh again this will be a fun podcast for with uh you know if i get you know Bubby or Cole on, or, uh, you know, I might, you know, have another gym owner, even get my old coach, uh, you know, or my coach, uh, Eric Silver. Uh, he's got some funny stories. Um, it's Professor Eric Silver of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, he, he's got some pretty funny stories, uh, about, you know, owning and operating a gym. I'm not sure if he, you know, would feel comfortable telling them because sometimes you do, you know, come across some, some really crazy things. Uh, as a as a martial arts instructor, you're not just a like an instructor over over a time period. Like once your students get up to the higher ranks, you know you get to know them as people too. And especially if they're like competing or fighting, well, like you know you're spending more time with them than you know you are with uh, most of your you know significant others. So you're having to uh, you know you're getting to know them on a personal level and some of these people are nuts <laughs> and you know instructors included myself included you know i'm not uh i'm not normal by any stretch of the imagination i've got you know my own kind of quirks and i know people have got stories about me so uh anyways i hope you enjoyed this one um i'm gonna cut it short here and you know kind of uh upload this episode and hopefully enjoy it and i'll have another one uploaded before the end of next week so i'll be quicker with the next episode uh that is that's a definite uh again hit me up dm me on instagram j-a-t-j-r underscore uh you know you can email me j-a thompson jr at gmail um that's j-a T-H-O-M-S-O-N-J-R at Gmail, okay? And, uh, you know, ask me questions. I'm still, you know, waiting for some videos. I got some pro wrestling videos sent to me, and I am going to do some voiceover work on the YouTube channel with those, and I'll uh, I'll pass those links on to everybody. But, again, thank you so much for, you know, just kind of, uh, stick with me this far if you're still here and uh, again 
the support of the podcast so far has been really cool and I just want to say thank you I'll always be grateful for that and if uh if you know if you really do enjoy it that much you know hell pass it on to other people share it and uh you know maybe we'll be able to continue you know this process and I'll be able to uh, you know just do something that I enjoy doing and again grateful thank you very much peace